Welcome to the process, episode number 14 with the Carlos Hidalgo and me, Colton Wright, and I'm going to let Carlito take it away from here. Yeah, I'm excited. Episode 14, we're getting closer and closer to 21, which is the magic number, I think. Let's go. Uh, I'm excited. <laughs> Mr. Colty, I recently saw a video of yours about, I guess I didn't see it, actually. I haven't watched it, um, but uh, I've gotten a lot of feedback. Um, from people that it was that it was really good about stress can you kind of go over what you went over in that video and then can you i guess expand on it yeah for sure um so the the video was initially posted because i had a uh, honestly felt a little stressed myself um, because i had a lot of stuff that i had kind of let pile up and because i had let it pile up it was the same amount of work that i was used to doing i just felt a little overwhelmed in doing it because it was so much at one time so the point of the video was the thing is you create stress for yourself. Stress is not real. Like I can't reach out and grab stress. But what it can do is I can put myself in a stressful situation because I overwhelm or I procrastinate and give myself so much work. So the entire, uh, the entire premise of the video, the entire point of the video was just stating, hey, Instead of waiting till the last second to do something, whenever you get the task, just attack it right then and there. Don't put yourself in a bind by putting off and say, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. Oh, I'll do it next week. Oh, I'll do it two weeks from there. Because what you're doing is you're eventually prolonging that task and going to create that stress for you. Right? I don't really believe that stress truly exists. You're just creating something in your head because you're putting more, um, more work off until that time is done. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's that's. A hundred percent. I I agree with that, and I don't know if this helps anyone, but I always think to myself like <clears throat> Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, you know, all the big cats in the world, like all the things that they handle. Like, there's it's significantly more than whatever it is that I got going on. <laughs> like, That's and, and they, <laughs> like, there's no way around that. They got more happening in a minute than I got happening in a week. Um. There's no, you know, and they're not, they don't look stressed or anything. They look cool, calm, and, and collected like a duck on water. Exactly. Uh, so it, it, it's, it's definitely made up. And I think if you just don't accept the fact that you can be stressed or that, that there is such thing as stress, it, it, it goes a long way if you don't actually believe it's, it's a real thing. Kind of like, I don't know if we've talked about it, the whole depression thing. Um, but yeah, a lot of people, they'll, they'll, they'll think of all the things they have to do, and then they spend more time thinking about it. And then it just sticks in their head and then they're just, yeah, it's just, it's in their head. It's not a real thing. If they just attacked whatever it is they had to do. And I don't know if you've watched Roth, but Roth is great at that. Like I see him and he just thinks of something that he's got to do and he's like, gets it done. And then thinks of something else that he's got to do and then gets it done. He thinks of a call that he's got to make. People think of a conversation that they got to have with someone. And then they yeah. think about how the conversations go. And, and then, and then I've seen you do it too. I should have a conversation with someone and you just look up your phone, give them a call and have the convo. <laughs> yeah. And people, will, I, people will stress themselves out thinking about the call. A hundred percent. And I think people, what, what the, people will actually do is they confuse stress for just disappointment in themselves. The reason why you're, you're disappointing yourself because you didn't follow through on an action or you just did a bad job at something or you did a bad job of just managing your time. So you're confusing that, man, I kind of failed myself with this made up sensation of stress. 
Um, and we've all been there at some point. A great example of that is just school. Um, I, when my second year of school, I took 30 hours in one semester. Like, so that's usually two, it's 15 hours is normally a full load. I took 30 hours. I did a, a tra- I was a transient student at the time, took 30 hours. The way I was able to manage that, right, and not be stressed out about it was because I just learned how to manage my time. Because I could manage my time, I was able to avoid that feeling of disappointment in myself for not completing a task that was being do- done or was due. Um, so that's really what it comes down to is can you manage your time, all right? Can you actually complete the tasks that are at hand? And if the thing is, you just said Elon Musk, right, Jeff Bezos, these guys are doing the same thing that we're doing, or 10,000 times more in a minute than we're doing an entire day. If they can do it, then why can't you? Why can't you handle, right, running a small business, right, while they're running multi-million dollar business? Are they that much better than you, right? And I like to think, no. Right. No, they are not that much better than me. They are just better at managing that. They're that much better at managing their time than I am. So that's what I want to focus on is how can I get better at managing my time? If I can learn to master my time, then I'll be able to be more productive during the 24 hours that we all have. Yeah, 100 percent. And so I think, you know, one thing is people are, are lying to themselves about you know, what all it is that they have to do. They don't have as much to do as they really think, or it's not as overwhelming as they're making it out to be. They just need to take action and, and do something. Uh, and then there was, there was another point. There's, there's another way that I've heard it referenced or I've heard it talked about is sometimes people feel pressure to perform, pressure to do something, and they're confusing that pressure with stress. And I think if you just, if you just change your perspective of a little bit, it'll help you deal with whatever it is that you're dealing with. Because if you, if you feel like in sales, some people make it stressful to, to, to get 20 units in a week, whatever. Okay. And they feel stressed out about it. And there's the difference between someone who does really well that, that, or that's struggling to maybe get 20 units in a week. And and the person that ends up not getting it and the person that does it's a little bit of their perspective. Someone sees it as pressure. The other person sees it as stressful. The person that sees it as, as they're getting stressed out, they're getting anxious. They start 100%. to think that they can't do it and they got all the other things to do. Like they're not going to do it. But the person that sees it as, as a challenge and as like, this is just the level that I want to perform at the level that the office wants me to perform at. Like, it's just nothing bad. There's nothing bad with a little bit of, of, of pressure. Um, and, it, and, and it's a, it's a competitive mindset, I think. and and everyone should feel pressure a little bit, you know, exactly. but don't confuse it, confuse it with stress. No, hundred you know, percent. Tony, feel... go ahead. Go ahead. I was, was going to say Tony Robbins Tony... is a great, a great example of this and unleash the power within. Um, he, in the book that there's an audio book, it's absolutely incredible. If you haven't listened to it, you should, but he talks about if you're about to go on stage, right, you might have these feelings like your hands will get sweaty, your heart will start racing, right? And you're thinking, hey, man, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited. I'm ready to go on stage. The same person who's about to have an anxiety attack has the exact same feelings. They're just interpreting the feelings in a different way. So just like you're saying, it's, it's so true. If I can take one emotion and interpret it a different way, I can actually control the emotion at a higher rate. Yeah, if you can learn to control the way that the emotion, that the the actions or the the, the reaction from from the emotion that you're feeling, it, it 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 goes a long way. But like, you know, I feel pressure to get to a hundred thousand dollars a month in 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 net net income, you know. But it's sure. it's it's not stress, you know. You know, I'm pissed off every day that I'm not there, but it's not stressful. 
But the people that look right. at it as stress, like those are the people that, you know, they're upset, they're down, they're nagged out, they lose motivation, and they're just looking at it from, from the wrong perspective. 100%. And it's, and it's uh, instead of seeking the, the cowardice way of running away from it, you just have to learn how to embrace it and get better and just focus on getting better. Um, like for, for me right now, my biggest thing is how can I get to 200K a week in gross revenue? Gross, not net. Now you're trying to get 100K net. That's awesome. I'm not there yet. Right, but but gross revenue is what I'm looking for. Two hundred uh, focusing on is two hundred k. All right, in order for me to do that, I have to get better. I have to go at a higher rate. I have to promote at, at, at just a higher level. Instead of me being stressed that I'm not there, I say, hey, why am I not here? I'm gonna try and diagnose the issue and fix it. Once I diagnose it, I can then start to produce or perform at a higher level to be able to get me to my goals, to help me achieve my goals, and also be able to serve my people at a higher level too. But you just have to learn how to diagnose your issues and move on from it yeah and and we mentioned depression earlier and it being kind of similar do you want to go into that i know it's like a sensitive topic for some people it is a sensitive topic and i'm do you a know very, anyone very... that you, do you like is that does that come close to you in any way like and i mean i have some friends that like say that like deal with the depression and stuff like that and i i've definitely had some some people that actually in this business have kind of helped change their perspective and and honestly change their lives to where they don't have to fight it near as much anymore um but sometimes it still comes around and it's really hard for me to seek to understand because i've just always been a very very optimistic happy go lucky guy even whenever shit was going wrong i was just always like okay cool here this sucks but it's fine like i'm I'm not gonna feel this like heavy weight of depression um on me i never i never could relate um, so it was always hard for me to coach on that. So uh, what I what I studied from different perspectives is is all I've read, but I'm not a master of it by any means. But Mr. Carlos, take it away. Okay, Go so ahead. You have a hard time relating how you have a hard time relating how people get depressed. Yes, a hundred percent. Like even if everything goes wrong, I don't understand how you can just just want to curl up and hate your life so much. Honestly, it's really hard. <laughs> yeah. So you don't believe you don't believe depression's real. Well, I've personally never felt it. Um, I've listened to a lot of Jordan Peterson podcasts on depression, and he definitely challenges my thought process on that. Uh, what does he say? I haven't heard him talk about it. Jordan Peterson, him and his daughter deal with depression a lot, and he talks about the weight really? of it. How? Yeah. Um, he talks what about the, the weight fuck? of it. I would not have ha- guessed that. I would not have either. And I, if and before I started listening to him speak. I would have completely argued against it. So I, I don't I don't think I'm educated enough to put an argument up for it yet. Um but yeah, Jordan well, can Peterson. You tell me talks about, can, can you can you tell me what they say? Yeah, so Jordan Peterson states that depression is like this it's so severe. It's like this huge weight that comes crashing down on you and just like sucks the energy out of you. And that's why he's so big on the diet that he's on right now, is because daughter started um taking the diet or that the all meat diet or whatever she does and her depression has almost completely gone away from the diet um so he he's saying it's actually a diagnosable disorder depression 100 percent exists um and i've always thought otherwise to be honest with you because uh, i didn't i saw i always thought depression was a lo- was a luxury um and if uh, you have the ability to be depressed it's because you probably have a a really good life and aren't worried about getting eaten by something right because i guarantee you back in the day whenever you know you were having to fight for your food and survive you didn't really have time to be depressed um but that's um uh, so I, I don't 
that that was my initial opinion. Jordan Peterson has challenged me on that opinion. So uh yeah. That's interesting. I'm gonna I'm gonna later today I'm gonna listen to Jordan talk about it because I I'm definitely in your boat where I don't it's definitely a, a just in your head thing and and like right. if you if you were back in the day and you were hunting for your food and hunting and you know just living to survive like you're not I don't think people are walking around depressed or walking around trying to figure out how to how to live and I think nowadays it's just that the everyone's in the U.S. everyone has the luxury to be alive have you know roof over the head for the most part food water whatever so now there's all these other things that you know all these other issues that things that, that people worry about like living up with the joneses and keeping up with other people comparing themselves and social status and i think that comparison and all the the pressure that people get from the world to to be somebody that they're not right i think that gets in gets in a lot of people's heads and or there's just this lack of lack of purpose i don't know if i if i dealt with depression but i do remember a time specifically when i first moved to dallas where i was definitely extremely down and (laughs) i wasn't sure i could i have called it depression at the time sure um but i just i just remember like i I wasn't excited about the business and this was before things were going bad like you've heard me tell the story where things went really bad in dallas like i had moved to dallas i had like you know eighty ninety thousand dollars in the bank still and I just wasn't sure if I really wanted to to, to build the business, and I, so I wasn't all all into into the business. Um, right. And I was playing mental ping pong on whether or not I wanted to be involved in the business. Um, and it went on for like a month and a half, two months, and and really, I think I talked about it last week. But really, all it was is it's just I wasn't chasing anything. I wasn't going after anything. Right. No, th- and then I s- sorry, keep going, keep going. No, I was. Just, it's like, but then like the second that. The second that I had something to pursue, like I started to realize that things weren't going well in the business, and then I just played things out. Like, oh no, this isn't just this business isn't just going to keep growing. Jose, if you could come here, my camera just went out. Um, like things aren't just going to 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 keep growing. Like I need to do something. Right. Um. Then all of a sudden, I had a goal, I had a purpose, and then it's like boom, it just kind of went away. But I'm yeah, sure if I had been on to the doctor, someone would tell me I'm depressed. <laughs> no, for sure. No, that's and the so there's two people I'm not gonna mention their names, but it, that I I've definitely had these conversations with, and I've helped them through it. Um, and what I've what I've learned or observed is that at the time that they are the busiest, so at the time they are working their asses off, at the absolute busiest times of their life, they felt absolutely no depression, and there was no sadness, there was no nothing. Because they were just like you said, they were chasing something. They were focused. They were determined. They just had a passion, and they knew their purpose here, right? So I think that the biggest thing is just finding your purpose. And whenever you find your purpose, you don't have time to think about being depressed, right? Or think about why you're here, because um, you're just gonna just, you're just gonna chase it. You're gonna do whatever it takes to, to be able to get it. Um, so I've. I've personally, I, I can't talk on it because I've I've never really been that guy that was like kind of depressed. I've been sad before, you know, but I never like just depressed um, to where I wanted to, you know, do bad things or or anything like that. Um, so, yeah, yeah, man. I mean, I know it's a sensitive topic, and and if you know, if you are to be listening to this and you're and you're down, maybe you feel like you're on borderline depressed or 
Um, there are maybe hey, some people get depressed to the point where they feel those those suicidal thoughts, and I know it's um again, it's not a it's not something to take lightly. But I I've 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 heard this from from multiple people, and it, and it's hard to hear. But like, you don't have that luxury, and you you can't you just can't be a coward. Okay, because I genuinely believe, and I think I've heard Jordan talk about this. People that take their life are in, in some way, shape, or form of power. And I know people probably aren't going to like to hear that, but if you genuinely think about it, like, like the people, like you kill yourself, and yeah, you get rid of all your, you, you know, you're done dealing with whatever it is you were depressed about, you were down about, but like everyone else that knew you is going to live with that for the rest of their life. Everyone else that you had the potential to take care of to provide for, to do something, to have a positive impact for, they no longer get to have that positive impact. Instead, they get to live with, with, with knowing that maybe they could have done something to keep you from killing themselves. And that guilt, they're never going to get to come back from that. They're no. not going to get to have a conversation with you about it. Um, yeah, we're not pros at the topic, so I don't want to talk about it too much. Um, I know there's small exceptions with people where maybe it is a legitimate mental disorder, but I think that's very small and few. The majority of people just need to believe that depression isn't a thing. They need to find something to to go after, something to to pursue in life, to chase, and I think they'll they'll all be good. Just don't let depression be be an option. The same way that that and we've talked about it before. I talked about it this morning. Someone talked about how they're 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 glad that they're motivated and. They made a comment to me about it, and I said, I don't really care about motivation because at the end of the day, whether or not you're motivated, there's things that you need to do, things that you need to get done. And if you wake up happy, sad, uh, excited, those things need to get done. 100%. And also, too, to those people that are, that are feeling that, usually they, they're, you'll express your emotions. And whenever you express your emotions, you have a friend group that kind of sits there and sulks with you. Separate yourself from that friend group and find someone that almost calls you out on your bullshit. Um, I, I, I see that work very, very well. And I, like even you or, or Raph, if I am in my feelings or I am doing something, like you're not afraid to be like, Colton, you're being negative. Like shut the fuck up and let's move on, right? Like it's not, you're not afraid to have that conversation. I think that's the difference between a, a fake friend and a true friend. They'll call you out on it because um, they call you out on it because they love you. They care for you. They want you to get out of it yourself. They don't want to sit there and sulk with you because you know they're not going to better you. It's not going to better them. So you might as well pull each other out of it together. Change your friend group. Have you group, dealt man. with? Definitely, your friend group can definitely help a lot. Have you noticed? And not you. You. What was the number on the call? They said eight promotions this year. Eight this year, yeah. Eight this year. Have you run into the the issue where people feel that loneliness of being promoted? Um, I I've I've ran into it. Not to a high I guess, level. Did you? Did you? Did you ever run into it? Me personally, I, were you I felt or were you? Okay. When can yeah. you talk about when you did and how it how it felt? Yeah. What'd so when I came to Miami, it was when I, guess I felt for, it for, for, for Can I give context? Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Really quick. So so really quick. Just for quick context for people that may not know what I'm referencing. You know, every in our in our business, you know, we all start off in an office that's usually doing moderately well a lot of excitement people you know they're living in their hometown generally they go through a business and then they they go out expand open up somewhere and they usually have a travel crew you know sometimes that travel crew works out they promote that travel crew sometimes that travel crew doesn't work out and then it's just kind of them 
in a city where they don't really know anyone. They're hiring people and, and a big issue that I see people run into is is they start feeling lonely, especially when 100%. things aren't going good with that travel crew or they promote that travel crew. So uh, I know I've dealt with it and I can kind of talk on it in a minute, but I want to hear Colton's side because I've never asked them and Colton's always Mr. You know, we call them Mr. Sunshine for a reason. <laughs> so the, I remember I actually I called Raph about how kind of miserable I was when I first came to Miami. Um, I rem- I'll never forget. I I finally moved, so I was living in both places at the same time, and I went to go order food. I had no travel crew. I rebuilt Miami completely by myself. I went to go order food at the restaurant downstairs, and I couldn't order the damn food because they only spoke Spanish. So I'm I'm trying to order food. Um, I end I end up getting something. I pour it to the menu. I get the wrong thing. I can't correct it. Anyway, pay for it. I was hungry, so I went upstairs, ate it. And I remember sitting in my apartment. I was completely by myself. And I'm just like, yeah, this sucks. Like, I have no one. I'm going to go to an office tomorrow. I'm going to start recruiting. And I have absolutely no one going to be there. I think I might have had one, one person that doesn't show up in the office. Like, it was just, it was in, it was insanity. And then I got two people and that we kind of, we kind of started getting a little bit of momentum. But I just really never had that feeling of hey these are people that i actually want to associate with for the rest of my life right and and then one, one thing i did with it honestly is i moved someone into my apartment someone that i could stand i just moved them into my apartment i don't get a two-bedroom place and we lived with them and that was kind of how i overcame it i was uh i just i'm a very social person so when i was completely by myself i would go to a bar where there was like two bars in miami that people actually spoke english at and i would go sit at the bar and there was a sports car on i would just Go around, make friends, and that's actually how I found one of my people that, that started working for my company. Um, so that's what I did. I just I I dealt with it. I, I became a kind of solution oriented towards it, and, and I fixed it. That was the thing is I I just always fix focus on fixing the problem because I don't like being by myself. I don't. I am a hundred percent going to admit that I am not the guy that's going to go sit and just be by myself for three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten hours. The only time that happens is when I'm going hunting. That's it. Um, but every other time I'm going to be in the room talking with people, socializing as much as possible. Um, so that's definitely was a hard time. It was probably about honestly a month where I had absolutely kind of like almost no one at that point. Did you ever, I guess, did you ever call like Rob and Isaiah and just chit chat with them? Oh, all the time. Just... I, bo- I bother the freak out of Raph. Uh, <laughs> okay. I would call him all the time. So you guys. Did you guys talk a lot when, when you got to Miami, just chit-chatting? So for the first probably two weeks, we talked more than normal. Uh, and then uh-huh. I almost felt embarrassed at how bad I was doing, and I knew how much better I could be doing because my mindset wasn't right. So I almost kind of faded away from calling him as much uh, until I was able to fix myself before I started seeking that mentorship again because I knew what to but do it was- and I wasn't doing it. Okay, but you stopped calling. Not you were still feeling the loneliness, a little right. bit, a little bit for sure. But you just you stopped just because of the results. Yeah, it it was. You were embarrassed. I was I was embarrassed. <clears throat> it wasn't the fact that he wasn't giving me valuable advice; is that I wasn't implementing the advice the right way. Um, so that that yeah. was I felt like if I'm gonna ask for your time, and it's my job as a friend to actually make it valuable, and if I'm not gonna apply it the right way, I'm gonna kind of. 
distance myself until I'm in the right mindset to be able to do it. So I had to work through that was more of a personal struggle I had to work through to be able to start seeking that again. Um, there, and then once I started doing well, I remember thinking like, dang, I don't know if, if Raf still cares about me. There was like a, a time where like, damn, like, I don't know if like Raf still cares, right? Because I, I, I kind of distanced myself and then I, I just didn't reach out as much anymore and, and implemented this, uh, implemented a lot of his things. And we just didn't talk as much. It wasn't, it wasn't necessarily needed. Um, it was just a time where he was really struggling, not struggling. He was really busy b- building his organization and I was focusing on just running mine and trying to get some momentum. And so we were so busy. I was like, dang, sometimes I'll, I'll go like three, four weeks, talk to Raph barely throughout that, that barely. three, three, four weeks. Yeah. Um, but that wasn't, I wasn't alone at that point. I was just kind of working through, I was learning how to master the craft. That's what it was. And, um, I also wasn't seeking the mentorship, so I had to learn the value of seeking mentorship more instead of expecting to receive it. No, that's 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 cool to listen. One that that you had that thought process of I'm not applying, so I don't want to waste my mentor's time. I think that's a respectable outlook. Although some for for some of you listening, if you're not you know if you're not in a good spot and you're struggling, you know it's still it's still okay to reach out. You should still try and apply everything the right way. Um, because you don't want to be a bad example for, for your mentor, because uh, then you just make him look bad if, if you're constantly on the phone with them and they're giving you advice and then you're not taking any of the advice, then he looks bad, and then you, you look bad. Um, One of the hardest things right there. Is I, whatever you... I, think it, I, I think it's cool that you mentioned that you, know, you, you and Ralph went three, four weeks sometimes without, without really talking, because um, definitely there's... The more and more owners you get in the organization, the more and more like, like people just like create these stories. And, and I've had people make the comment where like they think that Colin gets all the attention. So-and-so gets all the attention. <laughs> Raf, Carlos, they don't call me. They don't talk to me. They don't give me any attention. And, and I, understand where that, I understand where that comes from. A lot of it's just generally some you know, sometimes we're just wrapped up in, in our local office and, and maybe some specific deals that we're, that we're really dialed in on and working with. And then outside of that, we're just, we're, we're taking whoever reaches out. That's who we're, we're giving the extra attention to. Um, right. But I, so I think that's good to, to, to just for people to be aware of, because sometimes you may not hear from your, from your mentor or your, your leader, your upline. And, you know, I wouldn't take it the wrong way. Don't take it offense. It just could mean that they're, they're, they're busy with whatever it is that they're working on. Maybe there's two, three people that they're really focused in on and they're more focused, they're, they're focused on, on helping those people out. Um, but I guess the whole, the whole, the reason I asked about the lonely thing is because I, I feel like once a month, at least someone, probably more than that, I hear it from someone where they, they start to feel that loneliness of running an office all on their own. Um, right. And I, and, I, and I tell people it's going to be one of the hardest things that they deal with, especially coming from, from Alpha Elite where there's 100-something people here. Like, they don't, yeah. People don't realize, and it, and it sucks. I'm not going to do anything to, to change it, honestly, because it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure it is in Miami, too. Uh, but, like, the office is fun. It's great. Like, it's, it's, like, it's hard to come into an office of 100-plus people that are looking to strive for more every single day. It's hard to not be excited coming into this office, in my opinion. Okay. People take that for granted. Okay. And I, like, I, tr- I try to not take getting around Roth for granted. I try to not take, cause I've taken it for granted 
and you know i realize how how rare the environment is and i'm glad that right. i got to play some part in it but there's there's a crap ton of leaders act mod um jose you know isaiah Roth, um right. carmen so many so many people you um ryan mcspadden and khalil mansoor so many people have helped built this environment but like it is rare to get an environment of a bunch of excited individuals that are looking to, to move on in life like creating right. that is not easy um so what people people take it for granted and don't realize how difficult it is to come into an office of people of just two or three people and these two or three people all have no freaking idea if they want to do this <laughs> right <laughs> And guess what? If they smell the doubt in you, they are not going to want to do this. So you have to do whatever you need to do to keep your attitude on point. You have to protect your attitude at all costs because you have to come in jacked, freaking excited, determined, like as if there's an office of 20 people and you're going to do this. You're going to build this business. Like you need to come in with that attitude. And that will be one of the hardest things that that's keeping their attitude to that level when there's no, there isn't like this huge success around them. Cause at some point in time, your office is going to come down and it's just going to be you and a couple of people that are eh, iffy about right. the business. And you're going to have to be the most committed one individual looking like, I don't know, like, you know, this is, this is going to work. But I'm telling you, once you create that office of 40, 30 people coming from the two or three, it is one of the best feelings in the world. Whenever you have 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 reps in the office, all going absolutely insane. And then you just look back on your pictures one day and like, oh, I remember whenever we were in a 30 square foot office with three people. <laughs> um, it's cool to see the reflection. So if you're going through that right now, just keep that in mind. Keep grinding. And I promise you, once you hit that 15, 20, 30 rep mark, it gets really fun. That's when it really starts to turn around. Yeah, and if you have the perspective that some people don't like going through that, but like you need to go through that. I'm telling you, like you, you're not the more adversity that you go through, honestly, the better. Exactly. Um, because you're not gonna have great great things in life without going through some 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 strong adversity, which is you know why <laughs> probably rough. And I had some some of the success that we we've had. I think we went through, we persevered through through struggles that most people come through, but most people end up quitting. Why you're right. having the success you're having now? Because you went through through some very difficult times, and you conquered my Miami, which is definitely not an easy beast to, to conquer. Um, and now things are going really well, but you went through definitely some some hard times. So your hard times, like if you're going through them, like. It's cliche, but you know that those little pictures where you're you're digging, 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 and there's like the diamond right at the end. Most people quit right before they get to the the pot of gold, the diamond. Like that's mm -hmm. it's it's not a one day thing. It's not boom, you hit it, boom, there's a diamond. But like it's genuinely like if you persevere through the adversity, eventually you're gonna when you look back at it and you're gonna be so grateful that you went through those tough times because it, it just gives you perspective and it it, it 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 makes you enjoy the the good times. I think, but it's hard to enjoy the good times unless you've gone through that adversity. 100%. But we were supposed to make this short, Coley. I know. I don't know what happened. <laughs> this is going to be a short <laughs> one, but we're going to go ahead and <laughs> go ahead and wrap it up. Actually, one last thing I got to say. You know, if you're – if you're – sorry. <laughs> this, is, this is a good point, though. If you're if – you're, you know, if you're an owner out in the business and, and, and genuinely, like if you feel that loneliness, reach out to someone, just call someone. I'm telling you, like that, I didn't realize I didn't, I didn't put it together until 
you know, a couple years of being in the business. And I look back, I was in Toledo, Roth, Roth left Toledo, and, and I was on the phone every night with Mod, Khalil, or Weaver. One of those three. I was on the phone every single night. I have multiple screenshots of me and, and me and them all being on the phone for over an hour, sometimes two hours. Mm-hmm. I think there's one where we were on the phone for like three hours plus. We've fallen asleep on the phone together. I was always on the phone with someone. Okay. 100%. And, I, and, and, and that helped me get through it. I didn't realize that helped me get through it, but looking back at 100% helped me get through it. And, and, and the times where I did feel lonely is when, those, when I wasn't talking to them as much. So if you, if you want, if you have promotions, like understand they're going to get lonely if they're not talking to someone. And if, they're not, if you're not calling them and they're not calling you, they're getting lonely. And maybe they have good results now, but you should get ahead of it. Give them a call, talk to them because they're about to feel that lonely feeling. And you may not have anything to talk about. You may not, you may not be sure what to ask them, but I'm telling you, Give them a call. Just check in. I promise you, they'll want to talk. <laughs> I can guarantee That's a fact. it. That's a fact. <laughs> like, That's a fact. Just, just think about it. Whoever your upline is, when they give you a call and you get excited and you want to chit chat, they probably get that exact same feeling from you. And that's hard to think. No one's got that big of an ego that they think to themselves, yeah, when I call someone, they're fucking excited that I call. <laughs> But I'm, I'm telling you, if you're promoting people, like they get excited when, when you call. And I try and remind myself that because I genuinely think to myself, never mind. But yeah, hopefully that helps someone out. We're gonna, <laughs> is there anything else you want to add? I'm good, Carlos. You, you, you Colty killed wants, it. Colty wants, me to sh- Colty wants me to shut the fuck up. All right, guys. <laughs> if, you're, if you're still listening, I appreciate you guys for listening all the way in, until the end. Um, if if you haven't shared this, please share it. We appreciate when you guys share it. Hope this helps. We love you guys. We'll see you guys all next week on the next episode. Love you guys. Bye.